Hey everyone, Matt here from the Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Riding School, and today I want to tell you about the online beginner course that we have available right now at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. This is a course that you can purchase and receive lifetime access to 10 lessons and 10 drills that I use when I'm teaching beginner riders out here in Prompt, Nevada. These lessons and drills are designed to take anyone who has never touched a motorcycle before and have them riding safely and comfortably at the completion of this course. We've been developing this curriculum for quite some time, and with the feedback that we have gotten from real beginner riders, I feel comfortable in saying it is the safest and most comprehensive introduction to the sport that we all love. Now, if you've been riding for quite some time but want to help someone out who is just looking to get into the sport, you can purchase this as a gift and help give them the safe introduction. Again, this is all available at jimmylewisoffroad.com slash online courses. Now, here's the show. My name is Jimmy Lewis. And this is Jim Bartell. And this is the Better Rider Podcast. This is the uh, podcast where we try to help you become a better rider and we always say the best modification for your motorcycle is to put a better rider on it, and hopefully we'll be able to help you do that. Jim is one of our coaches at the school, and this is kind of our ongoing um, series where we're introducing a lot of our coaches, kind of talking about some of the things that they have learned and um, reasons they're coaching with us now. And uh, Jim, you can probably tell a little bit from the accent, although it's going away. Is it really? It's going away just a little bit. Wow. Jim sometimes doesn't say much. And sometimes he's very talkative. It just depends on uh, on his mood. He's from, believe it or not, New York. New York, yeah. And what brought you out to the uh, Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training Facility? What brought me here was coming out here to ride the motorcycle and finding out that it doesn't feel like it used to feel when I was younger, because there was a long period of time where I didn't ride. And when I was younger, I could get on my bike and just do whatever I wanted. I felt very comfortable. And then from not riding a long time and then coming out here to ride, I got on the bike and I felt like I was getting taken for a ride. And I was getting really nervous that I'm going to hurt myself, that why doesn't this feel like it used to feel? And something was wrong, and I couldn't understand what it possibly could have been. So I came to Jimmy Lewis's class, and my aha moment was that when I was younger, I had way more balance. And now that I'm older, I didn't really need the balance anymore because all I ever did was walk and maybe climb up a ladder. And I didn't have the balance that I had when I used to ride my bicycle or my motorcycle because I hadn't ridden it in so many years. Well, so it's not that I don't think it's that you didn't have the balance. It's just it wasn't tuned up for operating on a two-wheeled vehicle. Exactly. I kind of lost the feeling of the balance on the bike where now when I got on the bike, when I went slow, it didn't feel good. When I went fast, it didn't feel good because it felt like it, the bike just was going where the bike wanted to go and I couldn't make it go where I wanted to go. And I guess I wasn't moving around the bike like I should have. And I think it was a lot of the balance. So, and I started to 
practice the balance after taking the class, I started doing different things that brought my balance back. And I realized that a lot of my problems that I was having was balance. When I used to ride when I was younger, there were certain places that we would ride. And you would pretty much ride all around those places, you know, all day long. When I came out here, I found that I was riding in places that I've never ridden before, and I didn't know what I was going to come across. And sometimes I would get to spots where they look like, I don't know if I can get my bike through this. You know, this this looks too challenging for me that, you know, there's all kinds of rocks and gravel and sand and, you know, you got to say what? uphills and downhills. Well, there was uphills ruts. and downhills, yeah. and <laughs> they have downhills that have turns in them, and they got uphills with turns in them, and then they have uphills with like four turns in them. Yeah. So they just had all kinds of different stuff. It wasn't the same, the same terrain all the time. It's always different, and yeah. that became a challenge for me also. That I would ride far and get to a spot that I only had to go a short distance. But I didn't know if I could get through that short distance, you know, and like there must be some kind of magic that I'm missing. But what it turned out to be was I didn't have the balance to be able to ride the bike slow enough to ride through that obstacle. So, and so that you, seemed to be my problem. So you came out here and we taught you, retaught you or explained the balance aspect of riding. And uh, that was the thing that I didn't have that I used to have <laughs> because I used to be able to. Or, or when you were younger, did you, did you just uh, power through it with momentum? No, not at all. Because we used to, my friends and I would go and we'd play around and we'd do like stupid stuff on our bikes where we'd see who could, who can ride the farthest with their front wheel locked up. Just. <laughs> Let's go lock your front wheel up and let's see how far you can go. And then we would do it on the street. We would do it in the dirt. We would do it everywhere. So that obviously I must have had some kind of balance to do that. Yes. We would, we would wait until it was really, it's really. It's amazing how long you can go with your front wheel locked up. Oh my when God. you're balanced. Oh, you can, especially when you're doing it next to your friend and you want to do it further. Yeah. And it's so hard you, to turn. Very, very how, little. I don't wanted to know how you could turn while you're doing this. Very, very little. You, you had to, you, you have to, you literally have to release the brake. And turn, but and you would go straight turn. a really long time. You could go pretty damn far. I had no idea. You'd been practicing one of our drills. Well, <laughs> before we 30 years ago. It. Yeah, before we even invented we it. We trusted our drill is not that. It's, it's, it's a little more careful well, and controlled. Well, your drill isn't teaching you to ride with your front wheel locked up. Your drill is to teach you what it feels like when the wheel does lock up. And then what you to know, do. That's, that's like a whole different thing. We weren't trying to teach ourselves how to let go of the brake. We were teaching ourselves how to just ride with the thing locked up like an idiot. <laughs> you know, or we would we would ride and find the log and we would, you know, put one wheel on one side of the log and one wheel on the other side of the log and then just ride down the log sideways on our bikes. Like, why would you do that? But, you know, that's what we used to do. Yeah, somebody, or, saw, somebody saw a, a Gary Bailey uh, motocross tips video. 
there were no such thing as a <laughs> Gary Bailey video tip when yeah, when I was, was doing this. That was one of the things he had if, on one of these a very original motocross video training back when video videotapes were kind of new. We didn't have videotapes. Yeah. We had AM radios. <laughs> you know, and I don't think Gary Bailey was on an AM radio. No, I don't think so. But, so uh, so what prompted so you you must have come to the school a few times? Came to to the school quite a number of times because these different things that you showed me that I realized that this is my problem. My problem isn't that I need to learn like some kind of trick. Like there's, if I go faster, that there's a trick that I could do that's going to get me through this really difficult area. The secret was you need to have more balance and be able to have the traction. Have the traction and the balance and be able to do what you need to do. Identify what you're actually doing. Exactly. Which, which technique you're really, what are you really focusing on? And this is one of the things we really do stress is is just keep it simple. It's actually riding a motorcycle is is is, is very simple if you slow down and, and learn these things and don't try to combine too much stuff at once. You know, take it one step at a time. When we work with beginner riders, you know, we focus on, throttle control, learning how to use the brakes to slow the bike down, you know, understanding what the clutch does, figuring out how to shift the transmission, these things that, man, sometimes they just, people just skip them and they might learn it by kind of repetitive mistakes. And then they pick up a bad technique and all along their, their, their problem, like you get back to, it's not that you didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. It's that you somehow forgot how important balance and traction were in, in, those two things and then working on sort of the next the next step so when did we uh you, you must have come around too much now you're a coach exactly and then back in new york there were less places to ride and eventually there were pretty much no places to ride so from coming out here to visit i finally decided to just move out here and stay <laughs> because i can ride here you know, every single day. We're back east. You couldn't ride anywhere. And if you wanted to go ride, you had to load everything up and you had to go really far and ride and then drive home really far to get back. And now I just start my bike up and ride out of my house and go wherever I want. So that then and then and then in doing that, now you come down and help us coach when we're when exactly. We're so now classes, it's an excuse to practice, I bet. It is without a doubt. And I like coming down and meeting all the different people that come from all over. People come from all over the place to come to these classes. And you can learn something from everyone. Yeah, you know, so still, from being around all these people, you know, I think I'm becoming a better rider for sure. Yeah. Watching them. We still helping we, them. Yeah, we still learn quite a bit, you know, from like like I say, our classes and the drills and everything is always evolving a lot of times because we have we have um whether we, whether we want challenging, you know, challenging students. And I don't want to say challenging like in a bad way. It's like sometimes they just struggle with learning something. And, and we have learned to be able to up our game with the way we teach. And a lot of times that's breaking it down into, you know, simpler or, or smaller steps. But at the same time, it doesn't deter from someone who's at a high level uh, it's not like they're they're not going to learn the same thing or learn whatever we're trying to and even um, you know uh, we'll call it a more sophisticated level and it it's all about 
you know, we're, we're teaching these drills and the drills are designed to allow you to feel stuff on the motorcycle. So all of a sudden when you're riding, now the motorcycle is talking to you and you're reacting to what it's saying. You don't actually have to think about it too much. You're getting a sensation that the bike is doing this or that. And when, you know, a lot of our drills are very, they're, they're considered basic. You know, when, when, if we said, if we listed off our list of drills, you go, oh, that's so basic. And they're anything but basic. And a lot of times it's because we're asking you to do them slower, not faster. You can do a lot of our drills with some speed because then momentum takes over where the balance kind of disappears. So we tend to want riders to slow down and concentrate and focus on the balance aspect of that drill. And then like you, like you spoke to, that's where you picked up on a lot of the things that we, uh, that we taught. And evidently it's, it's, uh, it's worked because I, I know I wouldn't have asked you <laughs> to come and help us coach if I didn't go, man, he's improved a ton. In fact, you're doing that drill perfect. And my most challenging students are the ones that do the drills perfect. And then I have to go, oh, come over here. I'm going to show you how to make it harder, which is a lot of times go a little bit slower or do more of that drill in a shorter distance. We call do the drill quicker. Well, the thing that I notice with the people that want to go faster is they, as they want to go faster, they become more tense in what they're doing and their position changes on the bike into this, what you call like an attack position and they're not loose anymore. And that's where you're going slower and teaching the people to relax. When, when I started to come back here and ride after not riding for a long time, I would ride for days and days and days until I had to go back home to New York and I would ride until my arm was numb. And when I would go back to New York, my arm would be numb for like two weeks from holding on to the handlebars so tight. And now, after taking the class and seeing what I was doing wrong, now I ride all day long and I'll ride day and day after day after day. And my hands and arms, just they're just not numb at all right they're not tired and there's so many people that i talk to and they're like oh my arms my hands are just my hands is just so tired i don't know if i can go anymore <laughs> and i'm like well i don't know what you're doing with your hands you well, know they're like, hanging on for dear life well, or or they're not they, you're not very comfortable and you tend to tend or, to tense and or they're up. not they're not standing up that's something that we see on the bikes all the time that the people when they stand up they're kind of like standing up, but they're like hanging on to the handlebars <laughs> and all of their weight is is going back and their arms are holding them on the bike. And, you know, yeah, that's, they're, 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 they're not standing up. They're not really standing up. They're falling off the bike, but they're hanging on to the handlebar as a, as a, at that tent, as a pull-up bar. Yeah. You know, I see some people try to stand up and they're doing a push-up on the handlebars. And also to your speaking of the tent, you know, people riding tents is a lot of times when people go from a sitting to a standing position is they're squeezing the handlebar so tight, they never regrip it. And they stand right up, and then they wonder why they can't stand up because they're locked onto the handlebar. Yeah, and yeah it, their wrists just won't turn high enough for them <laughs> to stand up. So their arms are like straight back, 
but they're way up in the air and they're like in this weird and position. Their, their arms are level. They can't, and, they can't stand up because they're, they're, you know, and they're just getting so tired because that's not how you stand and up. Most coaches go, Hey, just get your elbows up. <laughs> and they ignore the, you know, the it, real it, problem. That's really not the problem. The problem is that you need to stand up on your motorcycle and be comfortable standing up on it. And, you know, and the comfort, be able to stand get, all day long. Yeah. Getting back to the comfort, the same discomfort and this is why this is why we do our drills all go slow because it focuses around balance the same discomfort that you feel while you're going too slow you start feeling you start slowing down you start feeling like you're going to tip over you lose your balance and you're going to tip over well i hate to explain it this way because it's true that same feeling you should have when you start going too fast you're not going to tip over you're going to do a big crash you, you know you're going to you're going to lose your balance because you lost your traction and balance and traction. We always say go hand in hand. And so something goes wrong when you're going really fast. If you're out of balance when that happens and it's been masked by all this momentum, bad things are going to happen. You learn your balance by going very, very slow. Look at trials riders. You know, these, these guys are doing amazing things in motorcycles from dead standstills and stops. And this is folks around balance. And if you, you, if you kind of leave that out, you, you never, you, you don't, respect the, the the technique and the skill that is so critical to everything else you're doing. And I know guys that are really good riders that ride really fast that can't ride slow. And they also can't ride much faster than what they're doing because they've given away that, that little, there's that little, there's still some more, there's some balance and stuff and, you know, learning how to, again, you know, get comfortable, loosen up uh, when you're riding faster will allow the bike to talk to you and you'll start feeling what the bike's going to do. It, it doesn't make sense to a, a novice rider. And it's very hard to explain. You have to have a lot of confidence to be able to explain and teach this way. And we've been doing it for a long time. So that's sort of where we're at with, with it. I, I don't see it changing. I don't see a, a better method coming along anytime soon. You got to be relaxed. Yeah. You know, and when you walk, you're relaxed. You're not all tensed up when you walk. And you do it all day you long. You do it all you day long. it all day long. But if, if you walked around on the balls of your feet all day, you know, hunched up with your arms out like this, you, you'd be pretty tired pretty fast. And that's kind of what people are doing riding their motorcycles. They just need to relax. Yeah. And I know a lot of people even like, you know, especially on the racing side of things, they all talk about the attack position and getting, you know, getting back and, and things like this. And it's like, well, it it that that's a really good thing to use you know because it, it is a strong in a in a in a in a in a, a position where you you can command the motorcycle a lot but why not do the exact same thing without using those muscles and with more finesse and save that for when you need it yeah and then and then that's your go to so when stuff starts going if you've already given up that those muscles and that riding position you, you know you're braced on the bike and then something goes wrong you can't do that to stop the problem now the problem is well on its way and you're along for the ride and this is a this is kind of you know when i do work with racers and guys that want to go faster and and ride more efficiently it it it's never that they don't know how to do the 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 thing that they're wanting to go faster around the turn over the jump you know um, climbing the hill going down the downhill they, they understand all the techniques of that they're giving something up on the in the realm of the basics, they're ignoring something that has to do with balance, which is interconnected to the traction. They're doing something there. And then their body position and their muscles are compensating for that. And it's like, how do we, 
you know, how do you unwind and which which step in the in the lessons did they skip is what I always have to figure out. And it, it's something simple, like after riding and thinking that I was a good rider and stopping for a long time and then getting back on the bike again and then trying to go and feel that same level. But it was the simple thing like balance. It was, I think, was my biggest problem was I just didn't have the balance. I didn't feel comfortable you know, going slow. So when I was going faster and things went wrong, I wasn't able to move around on the bike and feel that balance that I needed where going slower and feeling the balance and being able to move around, that's where I needed to practice yeah. and, it's, and it's, be able to do that. And it's interesting how when and I talk- Slower, yeah. slower when, is where I could practice it, yeah. not faster. When right? I talk to riders that, that have done other training or they've been riding for a long time, and, and it's, just, it's amazing how little balance comes into the to the equation, how much, how little. Um, and it's, it's, I think, you know, people are starting to figure this out, you know, and, and you know, I've done so many demos and just, <laughs> and, and um you know, explain this and it's when it doesn't take long, you know, we've had a lot of coaches of other schools come to this class um, <laughs> to figure out what we're doing and, and, you know, try to, try to, you know, try to incorporate that in whatever way, shape or form. But, you know, the, the other thing we were talking about before the show, when we, we were coming on is like how important, you know, you found as you got better at riding, how important the brakes became. The brakes were very good, out, especially out here, because out here you can be on some great big gravel road and you're going really, really fast. And then all of a sudden there's something in front of you that That's you need to stop for. No different from when you're riding through the woods and a deer jumps out. It, well, <laughs> you need we didn't have a whole lot of deer by us, <laughs> you know, like maybe a little can might get blown across the trail but you know <laughs> so there's, there wasn't there's, a whole lot of deer running in front yeah, of us but, but we being, knew where we had to slow down yeah there's there's and and we we have so many braking drills and we we do focus heavily on the brakes because one of our key tenants is we want to make you a safer rider and as much as everybody people don't have a problem for the most part you know accelerating like getting on the gas isn't a problem for a lot of people but learning how to slow the bike down is huge. And I've had so many people email me back or see me at a, at a thing and they say, Jimmy, I can't believe how much the braking drills. And I mean, some people to the point where they said, your braking drills saved my life. And I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I feel good. I don't, I don't really want to take that much responsibility for it, but it's, that's really, that's nice. But when you realize how much braking power is available and, and everybody's so afraid of a lot of, a lot of riders are just completely afraid of the front brake. And it's like, well, I want to teach you how that will become 100% of your braking power. I want to teach you how your rear brake is for control only. You know, it, it you shouldn't rely on your rear brake to slow you down. It's to control the motorcycle. And then all of a sudden, the, these braking drills turn into, hey, I can really control this bike. I can manipulate. I can get it to do what I want. And because of this, you have confidence to, you know, slow down or not be scared all the time because you know you can slow the motorcycle back down now now when i'm riding i know i can stop a lot of times when i ride i usually ride in the back and the people who leave in front of me there's dust so i have plenty of time to just start putting along and i'll ride along and i'll pick something out in front of me and i'll just speed up and just stop 
at that particular point. I'll pick a rock or something like that, and I'll just speed up and then stop before that rock. And, and so then just do that for a while until the dust the, clears, the and then like away do, I go. Yeah, one of the things we like to do on this show is we like to give away a little bit of a nugget, and you, you gave it, you, you, you started giving it away. Uh oh. You know, it's okay. Uh oh, um, slipping it out there. So, so something that you can practice um, that. And and we're taking for granted that you already have, you know, high level breaking skills and you can do this. But by doing this, you're giving yourself a measure. You can practice a little bit is like Jim was talking about is is as you're riding along, you can pick an object, whether it's a tree branch or it's a it's a it's a, a rock or just something that's that's in your path or something that you see that has good run out beyond it. You always pick something that has good run out. And, and you do your braking, your deceleration. You decide, hey, I'm going to slow all the way down to a complete stop, or I'm going to slow down to like five miles an hour right when I get there. And you, you start doing this, so you're giving yourself a little bit of a gauge, and you can do this in different traction situations. Um, you, can, you can do it. So you're, you're essentially testing yourself, like Jim was talking about, and you're doing a little bit of practice just on your normal ride. I would also warn you uh, that make sure nobody's behind you because you're really stopping for no particular reason other than a practice. You don't want somebody riding up your rear. Uh, so, you know, that's why I said he's in the back and there's nobody behind him. I know there's someone behind me. Um, but this is kind of our, our little nugget for this uh, episode, if you're looking to get a little bit of free training. And that's also testing the ground also. So when I'm riding along and I see that the ground changes to something different, I'll do that also. Just to see how how good is the traction, rather than oh, I, I think it's pretty good. Or how does the bike? How does the bike? Yeah, respond what, what's it going to do this, when I yeah. try to slow down like this? You know, it's a little bit off camber. How are my tires? Or, exactly. Am I riding one bike versus another bike? You know, mm -hmm. we, we all ride different bikes. We have a you know, you, you like me, you have a two stroke and you have a four stroke. You have an you adventure, adventure bike. bike. So they all. They all act a little bit different. Exactly. It gives and you I'll kind of a play with it all the time. Gives you a wake up call. Mm hmm. And maybe you have analog braking. You can see how the analog braking does or doesn't work. Sometimes it's better and sometimes it's not. But it's good for some having, things. Having these kind of experiences when you ride and, and knowing how to take some of the drills away from the uh, class uh, does definitely does help. So uh, pretty soon we're going to have our entire curriculum up in. Uh, on video form, so you can take these classes. You'll essentially get video classes. We are getting our online coaching up and running. So as well as taking the video classes, you could submit videos back to us and get some uh, good coaching from coaches like Jim and George, uh, Matt, Logan, the whole the whole crew out here. Maybe Heather, even, maybe even Heather will respond to your uh, questions and stuff when we're doing this. But this is coming in the near future. If you ever want to come out and see us in Pahrump, Nevada, we teach during the cooler months of the year. And we also have classes up in the Pacific Northwest uh, with our partner, Paul Neff, at Cispus Cycles. So they do the classes in uh, Washington State during the, uh, we'll say, warmer months of the year. Uh, they're perfect training season. So there's a lot of different opportunities. If you're ever curious about any of this stuff, you can always go to www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. That's our website, has our schedules. And if you don't see any classes up there, it's because they're sold out. And if you want to know when we have those classes, please sign up for our newsletter. It uh, isn't that often that we put those newsletters out, but it does list all of our class dates and it gives you the opportunity to sign up and get a spot in those classes. So, have anything else to? I was going to say, 
you mentioned that you teach in the cooler months. People in the East don't know what cooler months are and warmer months are. <laughs> they kind of think that, you know, you got to wait till May or June or something to be able to go ride your bike. And it's starting to get, well, this is going to be the last class, right? Yeah. So, and so what month is so, this? So we're in April and, and, and we, sometimes we have a May class, but it's generally too hot out here to ride by that. So when we say cooler months of the year, we start up in October and we go till May. And it just shocks people, like you said, from, from the north or from back east. November, December, January, February, like awesome times to ride the motorcycle. Yeah, it's a little chilly in the morning, but once that sun comes up, it's perfect riding weather. Actually, it's better training weather than it will be tomorrow because it's going to be nice and cool all day and you can wear your jacket and be happy. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be wishing there was a, a lake nearby. Oh, there's and, a dry lake. but And tomorrow, it's not even going to be really hot. It's no. it's going to be in the 70s. Yeah, so uh, kind of consider that in your travel plans. We do have rental bikes. Uh, it's real easy to fly into Vegas most of the time and uh, you know, hop this a rental a, car and come out and spend a couple of days out here. This is what I used to do. I used to fly out here, rent a bike, ride, take the class, ride around some more. Um, if you're in the east... And it's cold and it's rainy and it's snowing. <laughs> Jump on the plane, fly out here, come to Vegas, spend the day there if you want, come out here, ride your motorcycle, go back. You'll be a happy guy for a couple of months until the snow goes away. Yeah. So with that, um, we're going to wrap this episode up. And again, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you out on the trail. Cheers. Cheers.